Welcome to Geek Out with Angie Fiedler Sutton, an ongoing discussion on geeky topics. In this episode, we talk about Target's Share the Force event. One of the many promotional things gearing up for the release of the movie Star Wars The Force Awakens, this was a two-day event in December held at LA Live in Los Angeles. It had all sorts of fun, from the ability to do Star Wars origami, a galaxy show, helping Lego master builders with their ships, and the chance to have your photo taken with Darth Vader, R2-D2, and Stormtroopers. But first, I went through the Galactic History Collection. The dome that covered this exhibit was filled with artifacts from Rancho Obi-Wan. I talked to the general manager. My name is Ann Newman. This is Rancho Obi-Wan exhibit at the Target and Star Wars Galactic Experience at LA Live. Uh, I am the general manager of the museum. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. We do all kinds of charitable work. We give free tour to kids, free tour to schools. Our mission is inspiration. So basically we have a lot of fan-made pieces here. The little kids, they come and they see, oh, a Muppet or something that's made by hand. They can do those things too. They take their love of Star Wars and put it into something that they can create. So is this something that's been around for like since the first movie or was it like? As a nonprofit, we've existed since the end of 2011, but the owner, Steve Sansweet, he's been collecting since 1977. We have 350,000 plus items at Rancho Obi-Wan, the world's largest Star Wars collection. Wow, and what would you say is your favorite uh, piece of the collection? In the entire collection, it's about a half-inch mystery R2-D2 that moves. <laughs> and what's the newest thing that you've, you've added? We've got a lot of things from Episode 7, a crew hat signed by the entire crew and J.J. Abrams, all the cast. And what was the very first item? The very first item was a press kit sent to Steve at the Wall Street Journal from 1977. It's not the oldest item in the collection. That's a banner from Comic-Con 1976. And you said you did some charity events. Tell me a little bit more about that. We donate uh, tours to charities, mostly local charities, so they can auction and raise money for their missions. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Yoda. Yoda. Why? Because he's all-knowing, yet he's flawed. After that, I headed over to the Lego section where master builders were showing off a Lego version of Chopper and having the crowd help them build a TIE fighter. Uh, my name is Eric Barsegi. I am a Lego master builder. This is, this is Chopper. Who, who built that? Uh, a good friend of mine named Mike is another one of the designers in my shop. Uh, he came up with the, uh, the design for Chopper and uh, we worked uh, pretty hard and long on uh, trying to get them to uh, interact with the crowd by uh, putting all those motor motors and servos in them. And uh, I've talked to somebody from the R2-D2 uh, R2 Builders R2 Club before. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming a lot of it's kind of the same but different since you're using Legos. Um, how long did it take you to build something like that? Uh, let's see, the, the actual look of it, the brick part of it, was uh, not very long at all, uh, maybe about a, a month or so. But uh, getting uh, the electronics and stuff to integrate into it, it's not maybe not our specialty, but it's something that we've been wanting to tackle for a long time. And what are we building here in the center? We here are building uh, the, uh, the new uh, First Order uh, TIE Fighter from the Episode 7. It's the Special Forces TIE Fighter, so it's got the uh, different color scheme on it with the big, bold uh, red stripe on the side and the reverse colors uh, for the rest of it. Awesome. And in terms of the various LEGO toys uh, for Star Wars, what's your favorite? 
Uh, I've always been a Star Wars fan, and being, uh, you know, I have a wealth of bricks available to me just uh, just in the back of my desk. I, I have every brick possible, so um, I, I often get an urge just to whip something up on my own. Uh, yeah, uh, but but I do enjoy the sets. Uh, I, I'll every once in a while when a new one comes out, I'll I'll grab it, open it up, and look at it. I always tell the kids to to. Uh, you know, open up the instructions and, and just build it as is because you'll learn a lot from that too. Uh, you'll, you'll learn how our, our designers are putting Lego bricks together in new ways and uh, and then uh, play with that for a little while. Then I'll, I often encourage them to go ahead and put the building instructions aside and just take it all apart and build something completely different with using those same bricks. Awesome. And that, that really, uh, you know, grows, it makes their, their building powers grow. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in terms of patterns or you know building things, is something like this. Something if somebody wanted to build something like this, would they be able to find like plans on the internet? I'm assuming. Uh, for Chopper, no, no. We, we, yeah, that's all, all stuff we do all in house. Uh, but um, I've seen uh, I've seen people before. Uh, just by pictures of my own creations, I, I, I was I'm known for building this giant uh, star destroyer from. Oh, uh, that's you. Yeah, from awesome. from uh, from from uh, yeah episode three. Yeah. I, I built that one, and I've seen not one but two other builders recreate that brick for brick, and and I had a hard time putting that together myself. I can't imagine just like you know just looking at photographs and and uh, you know seeing them see the whole thing just being recreated that way. So yeah, it's possible just to look at Chopper here, and if you had. Unlimited supply of bricks. You might be able to put it together yourself. Awesome. And and then a highly controversial question: uh, the single bricks versus the ones where it's like multiple items and you just put in. Do you have a brick? Oh, there's there's no bad brick. <laughs> you you can you can find a use for everything. Finally, I got a chance to use the force through the Emotive Systems headset. Here's an interview with the programmer behind the software about how you can now move something with your mind. Hi, my name is Steve Castellati. I'm here with Emotive at the Star Wars Share the Force event. And this is your creation? Uh, I wrote the software behind this. Okay, and uh, tell me a little bit about how it works. So, the long version or the short version? Long version, awesome. Okay, so basically, when you think you move, you act, your brain sends messages back and forth, and the little triggering of the synapses cause, uh, generates very, very small amounts of electricity, microvolts. So you take the AA battery out of your remote control for your TV, it says one and a half volts on the side. When your brain is sending messages, it's a million times smaller than that. In any case, we're using the Emotive EEG headset, which measures electricity. So imagine that the sensors on the EEG are like a microphone over a drum. If there's random thoughts going back and forth, or you're not really concentrating on anything, it's like random pitter-patter as the messages go back and forth through the brain. But if you are focused, if you are concentrating on one steady thought like use the force, there's a consistency there. And the messages travel down the synapses the same way again and again and again. You hear a steady drumbeat. So in the software, we're looking in your brain waves the difference between that, that random noise and that steady beat. And the more it looks like that steady beat that we've trained for your brain for using the force, that's what makes the droid go forward. Now, did they approach you, or was this something that you were already working on? When uh, I, I've been in this space for several years. I've been working with Emotive for maybe five or six years doing things like this. We started off with Lego robots, the little Mindstorm kits for uh, high schools. And it's evolved into several different toys and devices up all, all the way to Star Wars. And uh, you know, STEM is obviously a very big uh, push now in education to get STEM and all that. Um, what would be your advice for somebody who wanted to get into the STEM fields? Uh, just figure out what drives you. Figure out the one thing that, that motivates you more than the rest and start looking at how you can make a, a small implementation of that. For me, I heard that brain control was possible and I wanted to get involved. 
So I started looking online and I read some of the research and I saw what was possible. And as headsets like the Emotive start to, started to come out, I said, like, well, what are people doing this? What, what can it measure? What can you actually do with that? And it turns out we have this really powerful switch. Uh, we can measure when you're excited, when you're frustrated, when your uh, mind is relaxed, and all these different sort of mental states. And if you can imagine using that to control different things, what would you want to control? And followed by, you know, if you want to really get involved, look at the maker community. Uh, look at after-school clubs where you can take, you know, remote-controlled cars and use an Arduino to hack it to drive forward and so on. We've done lots of hacks like that. If you can build upon it layer by layer, you can you can get all the way up to driving stuff with your mind. And then I've been asking everybody this: your favorite Star Wars character? Uh, it's still Luke Skywalker. And why? Uh, when I was little, I looked a little bit more like him than I do today. Overall, the event was filled with fans wanting to celebrate the series as a whole and anticipating the new movie. I had a quick chat with one of them, Julie, about the event. How long have you been a Star Wars fan? Uh, probably all my life since I've been two. Since the first movie came out in 77. And I'm guessing this means you're very excited for the upcoming movie? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Very excited. I can't wait. Who's your favorite character? Uh, out of the original series? Uh, the whole the whole series? Probably R2-D2. And why is that? Because he's a robot, and he's cute, and he's got attitude, and I love him. And he's blue and white. He's, he's great. And are you in the L.A. area, or did you come specifically for this? Uh, I came for, for specifically for this. Have you seen everything yet, or is this your first thing? Uh, no, I've seen everything. I saw the Galaxy Show, which was neat, and I saw the merchandise in the front by uh, Rancho Obi-Wan. That He had some awesome stuff. What was your favorite? Um, I actually saw a plaque with the probably from the 70s with uh, Luke Skywalker in the front, right next to the Boba Fett. I thought that was really cool. And your favorite exhibit out of all? Probably the Galaxy Show. You can see photos in two very short videos from the Share of the Force event and the article accompanying this podcast. Be sure to stay tuned to Sci-Fi for Me for more Star Wars news and read my review of The Force Awakens online now. Thanks for listening to Geek Out with Angie Fiedler Sutton. The theme song is Schoolyard Haze by Jerry Pitkin, available via the Free Music Archive. The podcast is recorded in partnership with Sci-Fi for Me Radio and released under a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-alike license. Links for more information on all this are available on angiefsutton.com.